0: Hey there, welcome to Systematize Your Thoughts, the podcast. I'm your host, Stina Marie. I equip busy, high-powered women to improve their lives and their bottom lines. If you're here because you want to get rid of anxiety, raise your standards, and say hello to guilt-free pleasure, you're in the right place. And if you haven't already grabbed the Systematize Your Thoughts flowchart, it's 100% free, and you can find it at systematizeyourthoughts.com. With that flowchart in hand, you'll be able to shift your mind in minutes and get out of those crazy making anxious thought loops so that you can take the drama and pressure out of life and relationships. Let's get this show on the road. Hey, how are you? Today we're going to talk about decision fatigue. This is a concept that I've heard in various different places, books, videos, podcasts. So it doesn't really belong to anyone as far as I am aware. Decision fatigue is this idea that we only have so much decision-making power for one day. As humans, we just have this capacity this limited capacity and the way that I understand this is it's not such a linear thing like here you have 10 decision points today and you only get to make 10 decisions it's more like you have a bucket of decision- making energy and some decisions need a little drop drop of water other decisions need a big splash of water and some decisions need the whole darn bucket. So when I think about the way that I manage my time and my energy during the day, I'm really aware of how often I am leaving decisions to be sort of spontaneous or on the fly, and how much that weighs on me. Like if I've got to carry that bucket around all day and just keep putting out little fires basically and, you know, using up that decision making energy, then when I need to make big decisions, I don't have it left. So some people will, for instance, choose their clothes before they go to bed the night before and then that will free up some decision making energy in the morning. I prefer to just have a closet full of clothes that do not require any energy for me to pick out or put on. So I live in Michigan and especially during the summer, we can have mornings that are like 50 degrees and you're just going to get dressed like three times that day. (laughs) Just accept the reality that you're going to get dressed multiple times, you're going to need a sweater sometimes, you're going to be in a bikini halfway through the day, like you just never know during the winter, not quite as variable, right? To just really hold every day. And I want to make sure that I'm warm. <laughs> so anyways, when, when you look at like, how can I just simplify things so that I have less decisions to make all the time so I can conserve that mental energy. So I like to, like I said, have a closet of clothing that doesn't take mental energy to pick an outfit from so I tend to go with pretty simple clothing I've figured out that I really enjoy having a whole lot of very um, like basic tops and bottoms that I can mix and match I try to stick to one sort of color scheme that I know works really well for me and I'm always taking things out of my closet so Once I realize that an item doesn't really, like it doesn't light me up, I don't reach for it, I don't wish that it was clean, (laughs) I kind of ignore it, then I will just get that the fuck out of my closet. And I highly recommend you do the same. It gets so much less overwhelming when you let things just be really in flow. So I am not overwhelming myself with... wardrobe that's like half clothes I love and half clothes that are okay and then having to like sort through it all and then decide when am I gonna clean my closet and and go through everything it's just keeping it really simple minimal and just keeping things around that I'm in love with wearing that feel really good on my body that work with my work style with the way that I need to be able to move during the day If I have fussy clothes, it just drives me crazy. So I highly recommend that you look at simple things like that. What are you eating for breakfast every day? What are you eating for lunch every day? How are you planning your dinner meals? I like to eat almost literally the exact same thing every morning. I have a piece of fruit, four chicken sausages, and my peanut butter granola with soy milk and during the winter, I eat cooked oatmeal. It doesn't really change much. That is what I eat, that's what I like, and I'm really happy to just have that in the morning with my coffee and call it a day. When it comes to lunch, it can be a little bit more variable, but if I'm really in the swing of like school with my kids, then I tend to do salmon some greens, and some avocado for lunch, and just keep it, like I said, really simple, knowing that these are like really nutrient-dense foods that are going to nourish me, and that feels really good to me. Another way that I reduce decision fatigue is by having my schedule set up and really keeping my calendar accurate. So I know when I'm going to do things, I block out time for things, and I follow through. And this eliminates so much decision fatigue and just feeling like I've wasted time or that I don't have time to do things. So I feel really in control of my time. I put things on there like spending time with my kids and taking time to uh, pay bills or sort through my mail, especially those things that don't sound like super fun to do um, you can create a lot of decision fatigue around that because I think like oh I needed to take care of that paperwork and you'll think about it five or six times before you actually do it so think about the mental energy the neuro energy that you're putting into that thing that you're not even following through on that you're not getting done And I encourage my kids to also do this. So something I noticed with them is a decision will be made but then they question it. So whether it's they're asking for permission for something or they want to do something and it's not the right time and they like continue to revisit that decision. And I think we can all tend to do this where we decide to do something but then we are still thinking about it we're still contemplating we're still wondering if we made the right decision and if you're doing that then you haven't actually made the decision because a decision is a process of cutting off all other options it means that you have devoted yourself you have made yourself almost like it's um like decision monogamy, if you will. You have committed yourself to this one this one option. And you made your choice, but you bring yourself back into that space of indecision when you keep questioning it. So these are all ways that we can create decision fatigue. And having ritual, having routine having discipline, all things that will automate our decisions so that we just make that decision once and then it doesn't get questioned after that. I think a great example of this too is working with my personal trainer. So in the winter of 2017, I felt like I was sick all of the time. It was driving me crazy. And I thought, I have a great diet, I sleep well, I take care of my mental and emotional health, like, what is missing? And I knew exactly what it was. I just wasn't working out. I wasn't exercising. I wasn't moving my body. And so I started to think, okay, this is something in my life that I've never really invested in. I've never really taken care of my fitness in this way. And I know that it needs to be done. My body's asking for it. I want to feel really amazing. I want to be healthy. I want to have more energy. I want to just feel stronger and like more robust. And so I thought, okay, if I want to make sure that I get this result, what do I need to do? I need to find a program or someone to support me so that it's it's just like a non-negotiable so i looked at different like membership programs online i looked at club memberships in my area i looked at different like group personal training and virtual options i mean, I just totally went on like an exploration and research of what what i could do and It was interesting because I'd always thought that I wasn't athletic I grew up not playing sports do not throw a ball at my face I will just run (laughs) Um, I my mom loves to tell the story about how when I was playing t-ball as a kid I would run to third base instead of first when I hit the ball like I was just not I wasn't inclined as far as sports I wasn't sports inclined and I did cheerleading I did dance I did theater and so I kind of grew up thinking like that's just who I am those are just the things that I do so I had done like Zumba class and things like that but it was like I wanted something a little bit different and I knew that I wouldn't show up for a group class all of the time it wouldn't feel like I had to be there I knew that if I had a membership or something like that online, it would be way too easy to, to write that off. And, you know, frankly, there are so many videos available like on YouTube, there's podcasts, etc. If there's an area of your life that you want to make change in and you're not, it comes down to there's something missing and so, so often, it's support. And for me, it's the accountability of knowing I I pretty much feel, I don't have to, but I feel that I have to show up for this appointment, this session. There is another person that is counting on me to be there. And so when I paid for my trainer... I went month to month for the first year and then the second year I was like I just want to pay in full for the year so that I know that I have like I have got this on lock for the year no matter what this is a non-negotiable it's already paid for he's getting paid whether or not I show up and I want those results I want to keep feeling stronger I want to keep having more energy I want to gain muscle and When I started, those were just, that was my goal. Gain energy, feel stronger, and maybe gain a little bit of weight. That's literally what I put on his intake form. I had no idea what I was in for. I had no idea that I would spend that first year just learning how to work out properly. How to have the correct form how to believe in my body, how to push my limits safely. I had no idea. And I had no idea that the second year I would watch myself get stronger and stronger and stronger to the point where I could deadlift my body weight to the point where I was no longer winded taking the groceries in to where I can pick up my seven-year-old without a problem. I can pick up my nine-year-old not quite as, you know, snugly, let's walk around and hang out. (laughs) But just the freedom that I gained in that second year and the confidence and the strength is amazing. So now I'm in my third year of working with my trainer And I continue to be astounded at how valuable it is to have someone who is making all of those decisions for me. I don't have to go learn about how my muscles work together or how to work out which muscles. I don't have to think about if I'm doing something correctly. I don't have to think about my form. I don't have to put together the workouts. And now that it's just done and paid for I also don't have to think about doing it (laughs) it's on the calendar it's on the calendar twice a week 30 minutes now if you can talk yourself out of something that's happening twice a week for 30 minutes and getting you ridiculously amazing results or even less time than that If you can talk yourself out of that, like that is some serious skill. And I would highly recommend flipping that skill around to talking yourself out of the indecision. Like use your convincing skills, use your debate skills to coach yourself into making those decisions that are actually going to get you the results that you want and that are going to take away the decision fatigue about it. Know that you have someone there to support you. Know that you're committed. Do what you need to do. Invest financially. Invest your time. Invest your attention. Invest yourself. Because when you invest yourself, you get paid the dividends. You get to earn the rewards. And you get to enjoy them. So that's, how I see um, or that's that's how I have approached eliminating decision fatigue and I highly highly recommend it wherever it is in your life that you're wanting help that you're wanting support and you'll know that you want help or support because you're not getting the results if you are not getting the results ask yourself what support is missing Sometimes it's support from a friend or family. Absolutely. Sometimes we need to outsource those decisions in a way, right? Like tap into someone else's wisdom, someone else's gifts, so that you can make your own life richer while they serve doing something they love. All right. So that's going to be it for today. And obviously this story, like, it's so powerful to me because it's something I just never thought I would do. And for a lot of us, what we never thought we would do can be hiring a coach, hiring a mentor. And I just want you to know that I'm here for you. In the outro, you'll hear a little bit more about how we can connect. I just hope that even if it's not my support, that you will really take this to heart. Look at the simple areas that you can eliminate decision fatigue in your life and then also look at those bigger areas, those goals, your priorities and find out how you can support yourself and how you can bring in support to really make your life feel amazing. Are you ready to take this work to the next level? Yeah, it's time to escape anxiety and 10x pleasure in your life, guilt-free. If I've learned anything, it's that overachieving isn't worth the overwhelm and perfectionism is not worth the pressure. True success is simple and stress-free. I believe this is absolutely true for you as well. I want to invite you to book in a free breakthrough call with me, where we'll look at what's working for you, what's not working for you, and find out if there's a way that I can support you to win at life in a way that feels really good. So book in that call. We'll have a chat, figure out if we're a great fit to work together, and I can't wait to connect